Hi, babes. Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who until now have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom. Each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited today to bring you this special episode with my lovely friend, Charlie Potras. She is such a powerhouse. Her focus, at least business-wise, is in fierce leadership, which really boils down to anchoring in a relationship with your power and your agency and coming at your life from a place of choice and from a place of sovereignty and alignment that is so prevalent in the work that she does. And it is something that really resonates with me and my core value of radical self-responsibility. So of course I am jazzed to bring this conversation to you. Before we get into the episode today, I wanted to share with you an event that Charlie is hosting at the end of May that yours truly will be doing a segment inside of. So her event is called the Fuel Your Mission Retreat. Basically, it's like a spa day for your soul. We're doing an online well-being retreat with a couple different speakers, a couple different segments. I will be doing a segment on self-love and boundaries, which is some of my favorite content to be going through and to be teaching on. And the event is May 29th. It's a Saturday event, which so great. We can all hang out and have a, you know, a spa soul day together. And I will be on in the afternoon, but there are so many incredible women that are speaking on this panel and speaking in this event. So if that is something that is intriguing to you, especially after this conversation that you listen to with Charlie and I, you can head to the show notes and the link to check out the event and to purchase your spot will be in the show notes. And if you're, depending when you're listening to this, you might still be able to catch the early bird pricing. And if so, awesome. If not, we still would love you to show up and be part of the magical container that we are going to be generating on that day. 
So as we prepare to drop in to this episode on the journey of consent, the exploration of agency, and my favorite, sex magic, it is really, really, really important that you just take a beat, take a moment to check in with yourself. Make sure that you're really ready for this conversation. If you have had any sexual trauma, if you have any sexual wounding that still flares up from time to time, I really want you to just tune in with yourself and make sure that you're in a position to be able to really hear and hold the content of this episode with, you know, really, really, really tuning into what is actually best for you right now. Because this conversation will always be here and you don't need to force yourself into a conversation that you're not quite ready for or that your system's not ready for. And I, I really want you to respect that line for yourself. And if you do continue on into listening into the conversation, you will hear parts of our story where both of us share where we have experienced uh, a little bit of sexual trauma or sexual wounding. So that that could come up in, in your experience where it might be mirroring your experience with ours. So first priority, take care of you, honor you. And if you have to, you know, take a few tries to get through the episode, I totally get it. And I would completely recommend that if you need to stop it partway through to really stay tuned and connected to your system, that's what I want you to prioritize so that you are really in your power. You are really in your body. You are honoring what your experience needs. So with that said, we're going to get started. It's a juicy conversation. There's laughter, there's magic, there's deep exploration, there's a lot of vulnerability, and of course, so many giggles. And uh, as always, if the episode was helpful for you, feel free to share it with someone else who might also really benefit from listening to this conversation. And I am just so grateful that you're here and let's dive in. All right. Hi, and welcome to the pleasure portal. Today we have Charlie Patra and she is mm, my soul sister. We've also recently discovered that we should probably just be wives and get married yeah. because we have so much alignment with each other. <laughs> <laughs> you announced our union already. This is moving so quickly. It's moving so fast for us. Buy me dinner first, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, we like honestly just jamming with you and our text threads just bring me so much joy and they really like bring me back home into myself. And so I'm just thrilled to be able to share you with my audience so that mm. they get a little snippet of all of the magic that I get to experience with you on a regular basis. So thank oh you so gosh. much for saying yes. Oh, you're welcome. I am. I, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And you know, what's really cool is as an adult woman making new sister friends, it can sometimes be like, how do you navigate this space? But I've been feeling like, I don't know, just discovering you and discovering the space between us has been such a nice flow and it's warm and it feels really comfortable. And yeah. 
every new little thing I discover about you and about our alignment is just like, Hey, what? My mind's being blown. And Oh my gosh. So cool. (laughs) You know, I'm digging it. Digging the discovery. Me too. Me too. I I also want to, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I told this to our mutual friend, Allie last night. When we first met in person, it was at our friend India's dance class. And I think we'd been orbiting each other on social media, but we hadn't met in real life yet. Yeah. And so I walk into the dance class and I actually saw you at the front of the class and I was like, fuck, that girl is so fucking hot. And like, I couldn't stop looking at you. And like, my whole system is just turned on watching you in your radiance. And wow. then afterwards you came up to me and you're like, Hey, want to be friends? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, that's so funny because actually what I said to you was, hi, I fangirl you on Instagram yeah. <laughs> and this feels really weird and I want to be your friend. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. You've mm-hmm. never told me that before. I love knowing I know. that. Yeah, it was so special. And then it it took me like maybe 20 minutes after I left the dance class to put two and two together that oh wait. <laughs> like I know I know who she is. Like where have I been? Hashtag 2020. Like I don't I don't know where yeah. I am these days. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. So That's it was just at. I love that the first time we met was in India's dance class because it is such a safe space to be in our feminine embodiment, but also yeah. our pleasure. And yeah. so much of that class is just, you know, really being in the body and exploring movement in a way that feels good and unique to your system. And yeah. so like you, from what I observe in you, like you really do master that. Like when you go into that class, you really are in your body and you do the movement in the way that works for you. And I Mm. feel that as someone who's in the room with you. And then it Mm. gives me more permission to drop further into my body and express Mm. how the movement wants to express through me. So Mm, I just love that. That's our origin. Yeah. Yeah. That is our origin. And you know what I also really love about that is first of all, I don't even know how I found India. I don't even know how I found her classes, Mm -hmm. but I wandered into one of her classes after a breakup last year in December and I was really raw. And I remember I walked into her class and I walked right up to her and I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm hurting and I need to be here right now and I need to find my way back to myself. And I think this is where I need to do it. And I'm like emotional thinking about that because this, the, the, just this synchronicity of finding that class. And I have found myself, you know, finding my way back to myself. But what I love is that like, again, it's just so odd. You and I find each other in that class. And it's like, how is this all happening? This magic space is, just vortex of pleasure and Mm -hmm. connecting with the people that are bringing this like unexpected light to our lives. It's totally pretty special. Yeah. She definitely has generated a pleasure portal with, (laughs) with that offering. (laughs) So it it makes sense that we would find each other in there. And like so many of the women and the people that I've met through strut club, like really do fit this similar energy signature of like, pleasure is the priority here and the reclamation of self. And it's, it's interesting that you went to her class after a breakup because that's how I found her too. I was like six months out of like a gnarly breakup. And I'm like, I, 
I, I know that I need this medicine. Like this is the medicine that I need. And yeah. the first class back, I'm like, <gasps> I felt like my whole system being rebooted. And mm. that it and that was four years ago, I think. Yeah, just yeah. over four years ago. Wow. Like so special. So again, another thing that we have in common. What a shocker. Yeah. So good. <laughs> shocker. Shocking. Yeah. Just discovering it's like, oh, you're a Leo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm a Leo rising. Oh yeah. That's probably why we love each other. Oh, I'm a yeah. Scorpio. Oh, I'm a Scorpio sun. Yeah. Where will it end? I know. Well, I think this is, you know, part of the mystery and the magic we're going to keep yeah. exploring like these nuances to our connection. And, and I love that because it really does feed that core value I have of variety. And so there's something new and interesting that happens in every conversation that we have, which is so fun for me. And it also, it really does feel pleasurable to connect with you. And even like your content online, when I, whenever I see it, whenever I read it, I'm like, Ooh, this feels good to, Mm. to read or to watch or to see. And so like, let's just, you're very welcome. Let's let the audience know a little bit more of like who you are and what you get up to in the world and like why pleasure is a priority for you. Yeah. Well, uh, my background's in entrepreneurial coaching. So I identify as a clarity coach and conscious leadership developer, but I started working with entrepreneurs who made six, seven, eight figures. I slipped and tripped into a coaching company when I was in my mid twenties and I ended up getting a job there working in the back end. And they promoted me after I hosted a speaking event there after four months of being there. So here I am like dyed blonde hair, red lipstick, 20 something. And now I'm coaching these entrepreneurs and I'm supporting them and achieving work-life balance, connecting to themselves, really streamlining and learning to trust so they can delegate. And so I got trained and developed at this place that taught people to trust, that taught them confidence in themselves and, and really guided them in that direction. And I felt this calling in a spiritual holistic direction where it's like my intuition is really powerful and I want to bring my own natural self-expression into the coaching space while making it accessible to everyone, not just people who are making six, seven, eight figures, but I'm very, very connected to the people who are out to make a difference, who want to use their pain and turn it into grace as some kind of contribution in the world who want to find a conscious way to lead in the world. So I have a couple of different areas of focus. So I work with leaders who run businesses and have teams and I empower their leadership so that they are servant leaders, heart centered leaders, leaders that are really connected to their authentic self, their highest self. And then I also work with aspiring leaders, people who have some new level of confidence that they want to birth into the world, some level of power where they're like, I know there's something in there and I don't know how to find it or I knew it was there before and I can't find it again. And so that's what I love. And for me, there's so many nuances to the work that I do. Like there's manifestation and there's self-expression that's unleashed and there's a higher level of confidence. And for me, pleasure is just the baseline to everything. It is, if you can find that as a foundational 
ground to stand on in everything that you do is like your life is a prayer. Your life is a devotional act and it becomes this vibration Mm -hmm. that you're just in and it feeds everything. It's just like the source of everything. And so I really (laughs) wasn't always like that in my own life. I had to really like classic Scorpio just burn the whole thing down a couple (laughs) times, you know, just like, you know what, this is not working for me anymore. Light Mm -hmm. the match. Let's Mm -hmm. go torch it. Um, you know, (laughs) I was in a life, I've, I feel like I've lived a lot of lives, but 10 years ago I was, I was married. I worked at this company. I lived in Toronto in this condo and I had this like, you know, whole life there. And I looked around at one point and I was just like, I'm lost here and none of it feels like me. And there are things that I'm not listening to that are desires that I'm not moving forward with. So I, like I said, I I left everything. It was one of the hardest decisions that I had ever made. And also one of the most beautiful, rewarding, incredible, magical things that I have ever done for myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then you know, that's where I really started to true myself up. What's really important to me and mm-hmm. who do I really want to serve and making myself the center of that service. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So if you're making yourself the center of that service, like what are some of the devotional practices that you have on a regular basis that really help bring you into that embodiment of pleasure, which then obviously trickles into the work that you do? Mm -hmm. The main mantra that I have in my life is to create space. Mm -hmm. And so a huge priority for me is slow pleasure, having the space in my life to fill it with what brings me joy. And that is a barrier, I think, for a lot of people because they're so tightly packed that there's no space for pleasure. Mm -mm. And so I don't schedule myself too tightly. I have slow mornings with slow coffee and I, you know, just drink it all in. And I, Mm. I, I make sure that my environment is vibrating super high. You know, I am just surrounding myself with all of the things that make me happy and bring me joy. I have a hammock swing and I just like to just play, play Mm -hmm. as a, we've talked about Mm -hmm. play before Mm -hmm. as like play is my love language. And it's like, if I can laugh 80 times a day and just be in my own presence. And the other thing that I've been doing lately, I don't know how people are going to feel about this, but I've been feeling, you know, I have these dates with God and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it has just been so miraculous. And what that looks like is just being so present in the moment that I'm in and connecting to source energy, whether I'm beside the ocean or I'm sitting in my bed reading and I'm like intentional about I'm having a date with God right now. And I almost have this gratitude and appreciation for everything that shows up around me. And I'm just like, oh my God, he's treating me so good right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it so much. And I'm like, oh my God, he just brought me a big bouquet of ducks <laughs> floating in the ocean. 
Like, your man doesn't do that for you. <laughs> I don't even know where this accent just came from. But oh my happy. gosh. That is so great. And I yeah. love that you do that. I have yeah. a similar practice. And mm. even though I, I call it like communing with the universe, but like it's mm. like really taking stock and being, in, I have to be so present throughout my day to do this. But yeah. Like, oh, wow look at the thing that the universe just brought me. Like the universe is taking care of me in this way. Like, Oh, that feels so good. And I mean, I also bring it into my self pleasure practice, like in terms of Mm. my sacred masturbation, like, and I really imagine and feel the energy of the universe being penetrated into me. It's beautiful. Those orgasms are unlike anything else I have ever, ever experienced in my entire life because yeah. I'm literally being fucked by God. And oh, I love that for you. It's it's so beautiful and it feels really nourishing in the body, but then I also have to balance it out with, you know, my day-to-day of like noticing like what is being gifted and what I yeah. am receiving and the magic that is around me that, you know, is being provided. And so I love that you have such a similar practice with that as well. Yeah. I don't think enough people, my eyes are watering for, I'm just, I don't think enough people realize the immense portal that opens during orgasm. Mm -hmm. And like, and I say people, but like, I'm talking about the Kings I'm calling in here is this, can we just align on the fact that miracles happen and the most powerful manifestation ever happens and you have access to such power such immense power during that time of Mm -hmm. like just like the sex magic and the creation that can happen and you know as you were telling me about your ritual like or your your uh, sacred masturbation and everything I remember reading this quote and it's just so hit me it's like if you are someone that can masturbate or you know orgasm without any external like stimulation like porno or whatever if you can come just with your imagination and the energy you're generating you're way too powerful and it was just like Mm -hmm. that is what's up it is powerful as hell it really is anytime that i want to manifest something i use sex magic and what i love about it is like in a peak state of energy, like orgasm, I can only connect to what is truly on purpose for me. I can only Mm. connect to the desires that are clean for my heart and my soul's path. Like Mm. if let's say making a million dollars is literally the most aligned and on purpose thing, then I'll be able to access that. But if Mm. it isn't, like if it's coming from a different part of me that isn't so on purpose, I won't be able to access that desire when I'm in a peak state of orgasm. And so it's been such a good ritual to really learn like what is truly on purpose for my soul and to really start attuning to just the different types of desires that my human experience will, you know, be drawn to and like, Oh, all right, let's sit with that. Let's play with it. And if I can think of it in a peak state of orgasm, then great. Like I know that that's one I got to keep and I got to keep close and really anchor it down. And, you know, so when people get like really kind of twisted about this of like, Oh, well, what if you like manifest something that's like really not for you? I'm like, you can't. 
yeah. you literally can't think of it. Like your, your brain will not let you go there if it's really yeah. off purpose for you. And that's how you'll know. Yeah. So important to know how to just like cozy into those good feelings and to allow yourself to be drawn to like, Oh yeah, that feels good. And no, that doesn't feel. And that that's literally my brain during that mm-hmm. masturbation time is mm-hmm. like, it's like a Rolodex. It's so funny. It's like, Oh, what about that? No, no, that's not a good feeling. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, I want to keep <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. More of that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I'm thinking about amounts of money. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. types of clients. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the king I'm calling in, you know, hundred percent new pair of shoes, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever is on purpose in that moment. <laughs> Whatever's on purpose. <laughs> I love that. But like, even just having that discernment of like, this feels good, this doesn't feel good. Like, and we talked before the episode of how important consent is. And, you know, moving into like bigger conversations on consent in the dating space or in the sexual space, like, it starts, in my opinion, with knowing what is a yes or no for you moment to moment. And when we really can start to flex that muscle and get really, really attuned to, well, what's, what's just a yes for me right now. And what's a no for me right now. Mm -hmm. And that becomes more familiar in ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to then learn the communication skills that are required to communicate consent. And then also the relational skills that are required to receive consent and like to really be respectful of someone else's limits or boundaries. So I'd love to jam with you on that topic of consent, some of your experiences and let's, let's, let's dive in. Let's dive in. I, I think that my belief and from my experiences in my own life and with my clients is this idea of we actually delegate our agency and our autonomy from a really young age because we're looking Mm -hmm. for guidance. We're looking for advice. What should I do? What shouldn't I do? And this is the trouble that comes up, I think, in like the Mm -hmm. personal development and coaching spaces because people are looking for advice externally so much that they still continue on that path, looking external for the answers. And I love to train people to redirect the agency and own the the autonomy and the sovereignty and really connect to it again, because that's how we can learn what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And from my experiences, when it comes to consent, I didn't even know that was a luxury that I Mm -hmm. could partaken. Um, you know, in my younger years, especially, but I'm, I mean, this has happened, I would say like even more recently, but in my younger years, before I really started diving into my work, um, consent and, and not being given the option of like being able to opt in. And I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. let's just even say like in a sexual manner or romantic relationship, um, people just, my mindset was like, I just do the thing and go with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and so, and that just so doesn't work. It's so damaging. And, um, for myself, I just didn't even realize that that was happening. Right. I didn't even realize I was doing that. And it caused a lot of emotional and relational trauma that has been my glorious work to heal and work through. And, uh, you know, it's so funny because this 
this shows up for me in my life on a daily basis. Like I've done, there's some really amazing courses, um, like tons of different courses out there, but I did a wheel of consent program and it talks about and teaches you like just reconnecting to self and what feels Mm -hmm. good and what doesn't feel good and what is consent and how does that whole dynamic work about being a being someone who can allow and receive and ask for or take and how often you take and how often you allow and all of those different things. Mm -hmm. And it was so great to shine a light on it because it had me realize it's like, wow, asking for what I want and making powerful requests isn't something I was doing a whole lot of. Mm -hmm. And, And then being given the luxury and the option to allow It's like, Mm -hmm. I was just being taken from and not being asked Mm -hmm. and, and just going along with things. And so, you know, funny story, because I was, uh, I went and got these new bangs. Mm -hmm. Um, and while I was, (laughs) while I was getting my haircut, I'm sitting there and my stylist, um, who's like a six foot seven, jolly giant, amazing, uh, (laughs) Maxfield Palmer, uh, I think that's his last name. Yeah, Maxfield. He works at Brush Lawn. Shout out to him. But he's like the six foot seven jolly giant gay man. Mm-hmm. And he's cutting my hair. And we're having the best time. He's Leo rising too. And, um, and so he's cutting my hair. And then he goes, I'm just going to take some of the... W- I-, I would like to take some of the weight out of the back of your hair. Is that okay? Mm. And <laughs> girl, I was like, am I turned on right now? Like, (laughs) because hairstylists and people, I'm just used to them just being like, Oh, I'm just taking some weight out of the Mm back. I'm just doing this. And and the fact that he like checked in with me and then kept on saying like, thank you. And please the whole time I'm like, Mm. okay, number one. So consents. So sexy. So sexy. Number two, um, that's sad. Like in a way, not to judge what, but it is sad when I I think it's not that it's sad, but it's shining a light on so much that's missing right now. Because if consent turns us on, like the simple act of being given respect and autonomy over our bodies and over Mm -hmm. what we want to do and not do, and that is a turn on, we've got some work to do. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, like okay. Okay. Like, the chair is like, okay, hey, call me. Wait, no, don't. No. Yeah, like it's it's so wild that like this and, and I feel the same way. Like when someone asks permission before they yeah. do something. Like my whole body, even if, even if it's not a yes for me, what they're asking for, like my body feels safe. My body feels respected. And there is an element of turn on, maybe not like sexual turn on, or like, I'm not interested in doing that thing, but I feel like really connected to that person and like the respect and dignity that I deserve. Like, I also see that in them in those moments and it starts to build this beautiful bridge of human connection, but Mm. our world is so fucking fractured right now. Yeah. And it's such a relational mess. Like I think a lot of the things that are coming to light, like so necessary for all of this shadow material to be brought into the light. 
Mm. It's a lot. It is a lot for our systems to manage. Yeah. Um, but it's so necessary because things like consent, especially over our body. And, you know, as someone who is a woman like that, like yourself, like I haven't mm-hmm. always been given that respect and that dignity. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I remember like one of my first ever sexual experiences was I was 13 and we were at some wave pool with like a group of friends and I was in a hot tub with said group of friends. And one of the guys pulled me onto his lap and then shoved his fingers inside of me. Wow. In a public fucking hot tub. Wow. I'm like, this is my first imprint of what it means to be a sexually, you know, active woman really. Yeah. And so that imprint then shapes so much of yeah. what comes next in you know the decades to follow of like, yeah. well, my body isn't mine and anyone can take it at any point in time. And like, yeah. thank God, I know the internet is kind of a disaster sometimes, but I'm also really grateful for it because yeah. without the internet, I wouldn't have learned that you know, I have autonomy, I have sovereignty, I have some power, I have a lot yeah. of power over mm-hmm. what I do allow and what I don't allow. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that I can say and do to create the conditions for consent and to also really reinforce what is and is not okay. But that took some yeah. time to get there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm sorry you had that experience mm-hmm. and thanks for sharing that. And, you know, my experience is if I look back at patterns too, it's, it's been a lot of manipulation of Mm -hmm. like, I just remember like, well, if you don't French kiss Ken, then you're square. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do this thing, then these people, and then it was just, it it was such a wound of, I won't be loved if, and chasing after filling that and making making sure that it's like I'm accepted and I'm loved and I belong and I'm okay and I matter. And it's, you know, um, really being able to shine a light on that and see mm-hmm. it for what it is. Now there's nothing more irritating than someone even attempting mm-hmm. to pull that, which I think is wonderful, but there's just so much behind that in my belief system too. You know, my mom and she, um, has graced me with the honor of being able to share her story mm-hmm. in my journey as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was sexually abused from the age of five to 12 mm-hmm. and it wasn't light abuse. And I don't think there's ever such a thing, but you know, mm-hmm. it was a pretty heavy thing for her. Yeah, um, and she boxed it in and didn't acknowledge it until I was 30. So I was raised by this woman who had complete, like massive trauma and terror Mm. about anything happening to me. And so sex was bad and it was wrong and you needed to hide it and Mm. don't do that. And if anybody tries to do anything to you, you know, all of these things. So I didn't feel safe. I felt like I had to do, you know, and it's like ancestral trauma is some real shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we need to look at those familiar, pa- familial okay. patterns and, and look at what, you know, where certain beliefs are stemming from. And I think that is a really smart thing to do for, for as women. And I'm such an advocate for 
men to do this yeah. work and to, you know, to look at that, like, where do, where do your beliefs come from? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the conversation's getting more blown open. It's like people like yeah. you doing your kind of work and, you know, fighting the good fight. Is yeah, important. We're doing it. We're doing it <laughs> You know, step by step. It's happening. Like, it's happening. And, you know, I think a lot of men, women, and people are just, they are waking up to the conversation and exploring mm-hmm. like, what does it mean to be a sexual being in the world? What does it mean to be in union or partnership or relationship with other people? And how are these influences from our history informing what we're doing? Because the majority of our behavior is unconscious. Like we are being run by our subconscious mind. And if we have these generational traumas that are encoded into ourselves, encoded into our subconscious, we might not always know why we're doing the thing that we're doing or why we Mm -hmm. said the thing that was dismissing or why we Mm -hmm. have like this big, like no sex is bad and wrong and like not pleasurable. We might not know why all of that is there until we start unraveling it. Yeah. But it's such such a tender thing to start opening and unraveling. Like we have to go slow. We have to ease in. Like you have to know your limit and your capacity. So it's almost like having consent with yourself first, like knowing what's going on in your body. Like, does it feel good to continue this conversation? And even some people that might be listening, like it's totally okay to like press pause on a podcast. If you're feeling yourself Mm. getting activated and to yourself because, you know, one word can trigger a whole whole world of sensation in the body Yeah, that may be yours. It might not be yours. It might be coming from your generational line, but you're yeah. still feeling it nonetheless. And it feels really real to you. And so we have mm. to, you know, begin that process of, you know, the intimacy with ourselves yeah. and the intimacy with the consent of like, you know what, I'm loving this conversation, but I'm feeling myself getting really overwhelmed. I need to press pause or I need to go like take a nap or I need to go mm-hmm. have some water or I need to stretch my body or move. Like, And so we start, you know, opening these conversations between like me and you and so many others so that there is that permission granted to go at a pace that feels right for us and our system because mm-hmm. no two mm-hmm. systems are the same as much alignment as we have between you and I our systems are totally different yeah and your experiences inform what your body has capacity for just like mine inform what I have capacity for yeah and even just in sisterhood like this you know, getting to know these really important parts of your story is so valuable in terms of me holding a safer container in terms Mm. of our friendship. And if we all start doing this inside of our, you know, relational dynamics and starting with the the people that are safest to do it with, you know, friends are the safest, you know, and then as we go into our romantic relationships and our family relationships, those get a little bit more karmic, the, the deeper we go in terms of intimacy. And so if we start where it's easy, eventually we will get to the place where we have actual capacity to have a consent conversation in our relationship or to have a consent. Can you imagine consent conversations with family members? Like, Oh yeah. I'm there. Yeah. 
absolutely. There. Mm-hmm. I just talked to my mom, you know, my mom and I have, she's just the most miraculous angel that mm-hmm. I have ever crossed paths with that woman. Um, she's so beautiful and, um, her healing has been wonderful to watch and to just witness her, but to be in the space together where, um, I get to let go of the triggers and the the patterns and the things that might show up to mm-hmm. help to be a guide for my mom and my sister and our whole container of our family to learn about boundaries mm-hmm. and to learn mm-hmm. about consent together. And, you know, my mom just last night was sharing with me or the night before she had a conversation with my grandmother and my mom has a big, like my grandmother, you know, doesn't love her the way she wants her to. And she's healing through all of those deep rooted things for herself. But what she broke through was realizing how much of a trigger it is when my grandmother cries or she gets upset about something and my mom feels like she needs to comply Mm. with what she wants because Mm -hmm. she needs to be the protector and she needs to be the savior. And you know what she said to me, she was like, Well, I told her, mom, I have a boundary now. And what I want is that when I say that I can't talk about something, that we just let it lie. And I was like, I just, it was such a huge breakthrough for her. And she was so Mm. proud of herself and just feeling the, the intimate connection that deepened between the two of us, because I have experienced that and I'm watching her Mm. do that. And she's sharing the depths of her soul with me and moving Mm. through those spaces. But you're totally right. Like starting in a space like this with, friendship and with the people closest to us to check in. I think the key word for me is honor. Mm -hmm. And when you honor yourself and you honor the people around you to such a degree in that, you know, and I use the word discovery with you. It's like being, I'm, I'm discovering, I'm learning. I had a guy I dated before. He's like, we're, we're just learning each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're just learning someone and you have to learn them. Otherwise, like what you said, we just put our past imprints Mm -hmm. on everyone. And it's like, I'm just going to look around the world and put everything into a box based on my subconscious beliefs. Like you're like this and men are like that. My family's like this and everybody's some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And when we actually get to start working through that and letting all of that go and completing the past and working through why we think what we think and why we do what we do, we actually have a chance at creating our lives intentionally creating like, and that's the shit. And you know, there's so many areas of my life. I live a created life. And if if I'm going to sit here and be like, Oh yeah, I've totally worked through all my subconscious beliefs. And well, it's like, Mm -hmm. if anybody ever says that, please hang up the phone immediately because it's not true. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's like, even the area of relationship, there's been so much work that I've done, even in just the last year where I'm like, I'm at the precipice of creating something like I've never created Mm -hmm. it before because Mm -hmm. I was choosing people from a wounded space. I was, you know, saying yes when I wanted to say no. I was stepping over my worth. I was being Mm -hmm. led by core values of acceptance and belonging instead of respect and emotional intimacy and all of those kinds of things. So it's cool to just dive deep into having an intentionally created life. It's beautiful. Mm, I love that. If you were to give the audience like one 
step or one thing that they could start playing with in terms of, you know, really developing that relationship to consent in their own system? What, what would you recommend to them at this point in time? I mean, what I love is I love to drop into my body and notice body sensations that come up Mm. and naming the body sensation where you feel it. When you feel something that doesn't feel like a hell yes, where do you feel it in your body? That's a like learning how things feel is a really good first step. Mm -hmm. And then doing a bit of an audit and writing things down is power. Like what works and what doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And what works and what doesn't work and just keep on connecting to that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful place to start to really be able to like owning your truth is the first step. Speaking it is another bag. Yeah. But let's just start Mm -hmm. off with like getting the intel, collecting the intel. That's what you have to do first. Yeah. I love that. And that can really you know, be used in any area of life. Like if you go on a first date with someone and then you take inventory after that first date, like what really worked for me, what didn't work so well, what might I need more of? And is there enough here to actually want to see this person again? Totally. Yeah. Like like, that's (laughs) really, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was, I was actually, I was laughing about this one first date that I had. Cause I was like, Oh gosh, this is just such an example. I know I'm kind of like going backwards a little bit, but the, um, the date ended with him dropping me off. We were at a restaurant. So he offered to drive me home and it was cold. So I said, yes. And I was feeling the vibe. I was like, okay, we're vibing. It's good. Drops me off. And there was a lot of chemistry. I wanted to kiss him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to wait for that moment where I'm like, oh, is he going to kiss me or whatever? I was like, I want to kiss this person. I'm accustomed to asking what I want. So I looked at him and I was like, can I kiss you? And he was like, oh, you don't have to ask. And then we, ki- <laughs> and then, and then we kissed and then he grabbed my throat a little uh, bit. No, like, he didn't. Like, like kind of playfully, I guess. In another, I mean, I would, he did that. And then I was like, you're the guy that said I didn't have to ask. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And then it was just kind of like, I mean, first of all, he knew really quickly, like, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, And I knew really quickly, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. don't have a clue what Mm -hmm. it is to bring honor to an interaction like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've shared with you before, I bring compassion to this space of course. It's easy to get really triggered and activated and make the other mm-hmm. person wrong. And while he has no shot to carry on with me moving forward, um, <laughs> the, the, the um, you know, I can still communicate like, Hey, you know, here's what didn't work about that for me. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, this is kind of how it impacted me. Yeah. And, um, we won't, we, you know, we won't be continuing on, but it's mm-hmm. just hysterical, you know, to be, mm-hmm. uh, be able to see that happening still to today. And we, mm-hmm. um, it's just really important to pay attention to what works and what doesn't work for you and, 100%. um, noticing those things. Yeah. And I love that piece that you just added in about delivering the feedback, Because I think a lot of people don't deliver the feedback. And so for all he knows, like he's been doing that this whole time, you know, maybe ever since he, you know, 
started to date people. Yeah. And just a light choke, just a light just, choke, just a light choke. In the first you know, makeout. <laughs> yeah. First makeout kiss to choke, like natural progression here. Um, and for all we know, he's been doing that and like, no one has said anything. Yeah. Even if it didn't like, maybe for some people that felt like a yes. But then for other people that might feel like a no. And the people that it feels like a no to, if they don't express that, Mm-hmm. then that person can't take that information. It, they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And this, right. isn't, this isn't to like explain away or like make, make it okay that people do these types of things. But if we want behavior to change, that requires feedback about yeah. the behavior. Yeah. And yeah. the feedback has to be delivered in a way where that person can hear it. Yeah. Which means if we are using shame yeah. to deliver our feedback, it will not land and it, the behavior will continue and it'll probably get worse. You got it. Yeah. I always say that too. Nobody is ever going to listen to you and you will never cause change if you're making someone wrong Mm -hmm. when you're giving them the information. And also I just want to say like, stop ghosting people Mm -hmm. and not giving them the feedback you you've got to it's scary and you don't want to make anyone wrong but hey you know here's what didn't work for me and you know just delivering the information and this isn't the connection I'm looking for and I wish you the best of luck like it's Mm. pretty I can copy and paste those yeah yeah. (laughs) you know it's a simple simple delivery but it Mm -hmm. uh it makes a big difference to be able to cause that kind of change absolutely and it also energetically closes the loop for you oh yes because when we go someone it's an open energetic loop on our end it's also for the other person but like you accumulate enough of those like your energy field is bogged up by all of these open loops and you might really desire a relationship, but your energy field, when it introduces itself to someone else, they're picking something up in there that isn't totally clean. They're Mm. like, I don't know what it is, but like there's something, something's not quite right here because they're feeling all of the interference. They're feeling all of those open loops and probably their intuition is like, this person doesn't know how to communicate. (laughs) So true. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And so like our, our bodies are so intelligent and especially the more in tune we get with our body, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to be able to pick up those nuances in someone's energetic field. We'll oh, pick it up yeah. in their smile. We'll pick it up in their eyes. Like we'll pick it up in their body language and like, as if humans aren't the most magical creatures ever that we have the capacity to do this. Like it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but it does require us to be brave. And like, yeah. it is a very courageous and vulnerable thing to say, I'm not actually interested in pursuing this any further. Um, I, I wish you best of luck. Like that's literally yeah. all it takes. And if there's additional feedback as to why it's not a yes, and that feels safe to deliver, then mm-hmm. deliver that. But, you know, at the very least in terms of respect and honoring our fellow human beings, like we took time out to invest physical time with each other. The least we can do is close the loop with honor and respect, even if it's not a yes for us. Like, even if they did something that was like, that is such a hard no, like give them the feedback. Like, this is the reason why. And I'm not interested. I mean, I definitely have had 
times in my past where I did not do this very well. Oh, same. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And like, because my system would get so triggered and activated that I couldn't even handle being in conversation. So I understand why it happens. Uh, I do get that too. And I also really believe in humanity (laughs) and like believe that we can be better and we can be better to each other and to ourselves. Yeah. Yes, girl. Yeah. It's a process. It's a journey. It's learning. And if it gets messy and you, you know, you slip up and you trip and it doesn't work out how you thought and you didn't say the things that you wanted to say, that's okay. Yeah. That's all on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. We all fuck it up. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We do. Always. Always. Okay. So now we've like gotten to the point in our conversation where a, we've covered a lot of ground already. Um, but I have some rapid fire questions that we'll do to kind of seal our session here today. Ooh. Okay. Fun. Yeah. So I've got a whole bunch and then I handpick these ones for you. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm into it. Okay. (laughs) So what has pleasure been the portal for most recently in your life? Okay. Um, Pleasure has been the portal for uh, my, I want to call it feminine expansiveness, my Mm. connection to my sexuality as magic in the world. Yeah. 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 Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that I picked these questions and I obviously had no idea what you were going to say, but they all, they all flow very well together based on what you said. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so what is one thing that is an instant turn on for you? Gosh, I, I want us now. We're on the consent thing. It's like manners, consent, mm-hmm. honor. That mm-hmm. is just immediate. Like, doesn't matter what if it's in a romantic relationship, friendship, whether it's with somebody that I'm working with with a client. When there's honor um, and manners, like a please and thank you, and a real mm-hmm. like cordial thing. I just, I, I love that. I love the honor. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are you most turned on about in your life right now? <sighs> my authentic expression and owning my craft right mm-hmm. now is a space that I have only dreamed of. Like really my pivoting and my ability to be creative and express myself unapologetically instead of thinking as a leader, I need to be in a pantsuit and I need to be exuding this kind of image. It's like, well, I'm also going to show up dancing in a bikini with messy hair and that's my power today, babe. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. I love being able Mm. to do that. I also love that as someone who gets to witness you on a regular basis. I love all the ways that you show up and that you're challenging the way that we think about leadership and like helping to expand that conversation because Mm -hmm. it really does need to be expanded. First of all, like I'm done with being put in boxes and like you can only be a legitimate leader if you don't express your emotion or if you wear a certain thing, like, nah. No, no. Not into it. Not into it. <laughs> We're over that. <laughs> yeah, we not are doing that anymore. So done with it. So done. Yeah. Um, who is someone that currently is inspiring you with their pleasure embodiment? Yeah, I'm going to go with right now my mom. 
Mm. that freaking soul, you know, because Mm. she's learning on a really like beautiful level, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And it Mm. is one of the greatest joys in my life to Mm. be in partnership with her right now. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I just love her so much. Oh my God. (laughs) Mm, I love your mom too. And I don't even know her yet. (laughs) I can't wait for you to know her. She's magic. You will love her. Sweet. I bet your mom and my mom would get along great. Cause all the things that you've said about your mom, I'm like, that's my mom too. Like she's a fucking badass, and like Ooh. she's crushing life, like sixty five, and like diving into like these deep emotional healing journeys. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's you beautiful. Are a goddess. You are incredible. Like, mm. thank you, thank you, thank you for being my mom. You know. Yes, yes. And Let's bring them to Europe with us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I just created that possibility. Mm -hmm. It's a little Mm -hmm. seed right now. Yes. We'll do some pleasure hunting. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Love it. Okay. So this is the final question. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. If you could whisper a nugget of pleasure wisdom to your 13 year old self, what would you tell her? Feel into what feels good. Mm-hmm. That was a real mo I just had with little Charlie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. for that. That was You're a welcome. beautiful question. You're very welcome. Thank you for answering that. <laughs> ah, and thank you for taking the time to be here in this conversation with me. Like, I can't believe that we've been jamming almost an hour already. That's crazy. Time has flown. <laughs> flown. Flown. Let's okay. take this offline and keep the discovery yes. going. <laughs> Let's. And so for everyone that's listening who would like to connect with you, where can they find you? What are you up to? What do you want to share with our audience today? Yes. Okay. So right now I've got a phenomenal program called Rebrand Your Life, which is an on a combination of online video curriculum and one-to-one work where you can take on actually rebranding your life, not like as a business, but like being who you are in the world and transforming Mm -hmm. that conversation for yourself and taking away more confidence and starting something new, whatever it might be. So it's a designed program. And um, you can also work with me one-to-one by application. I'm accepting a few new private clients for 2021. And uh, I'm releasing a book and uh, I've got a book coming out. One of them is releasing at the end of this month called Creating Space. It's really a guide for increased pleasure, performance, and prosperity in every area of life. And then I've got another one called Boy Crazy that is coming out early 2021. And we're going to dive into all of this stuff that we talked about today. Oh my gosh, Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me at fierce underscore Charlie on Instagram. That is my active personal account where you can see all the sides, 50... Shades of Charlie. And uh, you can look us up at www.fierceleadershipco.com. Amazing. And That's I will put the plug, babe. I will put all of those links in the show notes. So if you feel like you want to go and get in on what Charlie is up to, that will be an easy click for you in the show notes. So go and give her some love, go follow her. Um, I'm so thrilled to have had you on today. Thank you for saying yes and for sharing your wisdom and all the pleasure alchemy that you're up to in the world right now. It's so inspiring to be in sisterhood with you. Mm. 
Thank you. Thank you. I have got all the love in the world. Thank you for having me. It's been an, a pleasure and an honor to be with you. And I can't wait for more times to come. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. Bye, have friends. a great day. Bye.